On the Clock, we have an emergency podcast. I'm digital producer Sam Hartle, joined by reporter Stephen Dial, reporter Tom Dempsey on the phone. Guys, big day yeah, in Missouri definitely. today. <laughs> Crazy. Absolutely. I mean, Stephen, I want to hear your take on it, but I was shocked at the timing of it all. Just, I mean, the timing with so many things still up in the air uh, right now, this, you know, house session going on and the, the charity donor list case, too, and, you know, Gene Peters Baker investigating the felony invasion of privacy charge, and then this comes the day after Memorial Day weekend. I mean, wow. I mean, of course, we always knew resignation was absolutely a possibility with this, but just because of the way Graydon's was fighting against all this, uh, the charges against him, and, you know, again, the timing of it all, just, wow, that's the one word for me today. Definitely. Stephen, we got the, a release from uh, Parker Brighton's the governor's spokesman at 3.30 this afternoon, announcing the 4.15 news conference. Uh, what was going on kind of behind the scenes that led up to that? Oh, a lot was going on because the, the special committee has been already having their hearings. Uh, they interviewed a consultant for the governor's campaign in that donor list process. And so he already was saying some interesting things today behind the scenes. Uh, Parker didn't even talk to me all day. I've kind of been communicating with him a little uh, during the day. So didn't really set off any alarms in my head. I mean, it was big enough that I, when I went for a w- my walk this afternoon, I left my work phone in my apartment. So I, no one saw this happening today. And when they made the announcement, I will say it first, I assumed that the governor would be announcing that he was going to testify next Monday. He was subpoenaed last week, and I assumed that, hey, I'll, I'll testify because he said all along, I want to talk. I want to share my side of the story. And all along, he was kind of using that excuse of, well, I have a pending case. There's a gag order. We can't talk. Now that case was over, a lot of people, uh, including the chairman of that special committee, was saying, this is the 88th day. This is the 89th day, and you still won't testify. Tom, I don't know if you had a chance to listen to the governor's remarks in full. Uh, toward the end, he got kind of emotional. Mm. I, you know, I, I read them more than I heard them. And, you know, one of the lines that stuck out to me with him, I mean, as we've talked about in this podcast before, um, you know, he's continued to fight these allegations against him. And he continued to do that even in the, uh, the press conference that he held earlier today. So, I mean, we're still seeing that fighting spirit from him. You know, we didn't hear... I don't believe political witch hunt or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, he didn't but, say it. Yeah, he didn't say that. But, you know, at the same time, he was also bringing up, you know, I have not committed any wrong, you know, anything that broke the laws. So, yeah, I think he said a quote along the lines of that. So, I mean, he's still fighting these charges against him very much. And I just think, you know, as he put it in the press conference, this is just because of all the, the backlash against him and his family that they were facing. This came today. Stephen, speaking to the, the suddenness of the announcement today, uh, you know, often covering politics, you know, politicians are no, know what the other side's going to say, and they'll have some statements prepared. It took 10, 15, 20 minutes for a lot of the statements uh, from legislative leaders to come in. The first few that came in, um, you know, they weren't giving Governor Greitens a free pass just for, for his resignation. They came out, uh, I think the, uh, the auditor said that state corruption has gotten worse. Um, a couple other uh, statements were, were more gentle, saying that they were looking forward to working uh, with Lieutenant Governor and soon-to-be Governor Mike Parson. Any surprise on, on he's not just being shown the door, but being shoved out the door? I'm not surprised. I think a lot of these lawmakers who made some of the statements today, even members of his own party, I think they had been wanting to say something and not calling anyone out. Some of them probably 
did, would rather have made a, a statement that might sting a little to the governor after on his way out versus saying it before he's on his way out. I don't I don't think any shocking statement. Roy Blunt said that uh, Senator Roy Blunt said that this was a good decision for his family and for the state. Roy Blunt was asked multiple times, including by this reporter, what do you think the governor should do? And he never said uh, any side either way. Today, he says that this was a good decision for the state. Uh, Gene Peters Baker, the special prosecutor, uh, said in a statement that her work does not stop with this announcement. And, uh, I mean, it's a lot going on. That's Tom, a big one, too. And I'm sure we'll talk about that more the Gene Peters Baker statement as well. Let's go to a quick round of winners and losers. Uh, we played this game or, or this analysis uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago when we were in the St. Louis Hotel trying to determine, uh, you know, kind of the winners and losers. Uh, after Kim Gardner's office, the St. Louis Circuit Attorney dropped the charge, felony invasion of charges at the time against uh, against the governor for various reasons. Uh, winners and losers today. Give me uh, give me a couple of winners, Stephen. Uh, a couple of winners, and this is not a winner. This is like you move from getting sent to the locker room to the bench, Kim Gardner. If her statement is accurate, if she got some type of settlement from the governor's team on that um, computer tampering charge, I mean, her stock was way low after having dropped that case, the invasion of privacy case. But if she gets any type of substance from the other charge, that might help her. Um, other than that, I, I, Tom, I don't really I don't have any winners. I don't know of any winners uh, because with Attorney General Josh Hawley stepping in, uh, saying that Governor Greiden should resign, being one of the biggest statewide voices saying he was sh- should resign. Now, if you look on every TV channel, there's Democratic ads saying that he waited too long. And so people are trying to connect him to Greiden. So I don't know if this helps Holly. It might hurt Holly. What do you think, Tom? Yeah, well, yeah, that's, I mean, that's the biggest question mark. You know, Josh Holly, is he the winner or loser from all this? Uh, and again, ultimately, that answer will come, uh, you know, in the, on election day. But I mean, a winner, Mike Parson. I mean, let's not forget about him right now. I mean, yeah. He's going to be taking over an office after so much controversy with Greitens. I think both sides, both Republicans, obviously, and Democrats, too, are going to want to just kind of let's put the controversy aside and, you know, let's start really working with towards, you know, what we were put in office for. So I think Mike Parson, obviously, he's taking over at a very uh, <laughs> interesting, to say the least, an interesting time here in the state. But, you know, he's a, I'd say it's, I think it's safe to say he's a winner. I mean, he's be governor next governor of Missouri now. Um, Kim Gardner, you know, I was listening to your response, Stephen. I would, I would say Kim Gardner today. I would put her in the winner category mm-hmm. just because she faced a ton of backlash after the uh, dismissal of the felony invasion of privacy charge, and you know that political witch hunt quote was getting thrown around a lot. That outrageous misconduct uh, phrase is getting thrown out a lot by Creighton's legal team with Kim Gardner. Now with this, I think that adds a little bit more legitimacy to her office, you know, pursuing these charges and the fact that, you know, as you were saying, Stephen, that uh, that resolution that we're still waiting to hear more about, I think that adds a little bit more, you know, weight to her office and the success of her office going after the governor and all this and after today's announcement, of course. I think I think one of the winners is is the House leadership. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I think uh, you know they launched a process mm-hmm. uh, uh, months ago, uh, and then launched the special session. Uh, they had the votes to do that, um, and you didn't really hear a whole lot of arm wringing to to make that happen. Um, and who knows how that special session would have gone out? We're still learning a little bit more about how the special House investigative committee. Uh, is going to complete, uh, or maybe has completed uh, its work. If you read the House legislative uh, leadership statement, they kind of refer to that committee in past tense. Um, 
but I think the the leadership certainly uh, had every opportunity along the way to to tamp the brakes on the investigation of Grandenberg Greitens. They chose not to do so, uh, and, and today happened. So I think you have to include them. Obviously, Governor Greitens, uh, uh, a loser. Uh, in yeah. all this, um, you know, and I think for a lot of people, it's just a, an opportunity to turn the page. Um, Stephen has to appear on TV here at six o'clock, so we just uh, got a couple more minutes here. Um, what's next, um, Stephen? You had mentioned that Gene Peters Baker, who was appointed a special prosecutor in one of the cases of Governor Greitens, issued a statement this afternoon. The investigation continues. Um, you know, some of the balls up in the air that that you mentioned and that Tom mentioned at the start of the pod. Uh, do those balls come down? Do they stay in the air? Where are they going? There's a lot, a lot of balls that are still in the air. And I said uh, on air earlier, uh, while things may be cooling down in Jefferson City, things are still heating up in the courtroom. The governor still faces a felony charge. As of now, we will find out tomorrow what this possible plea deal is. That could damper you know that um the legislative legislative process uh, they have to go through some formalities to officially wrap up this special session it won't just doesn't just officially end today uh tom can you think of any other look ahead moments i mean other than us knowing the details of this plea agreement yeah well the, uh, the house session i have to think i mean the whole reason the house session was coming together you know as to whether or not Greitens should be impeached or not now that he's resigned i think you know again that three-pronged attack we have the uh felony invasion of privacy charge still under investigation that's you know to be determined what could happen with that you know, as you were just saying the charity donor list case still alive right now that case and then again of all the of, of the three i'd say the most easily and obviously impacted today would be the House session, just because of the goal was whether or not he should face impeachment proceedings. I mean, because he's resigning, I think that kind of takes, obviously takes impeachment out of play. So I think now it just kind of turns to the legal battle, as you were saying, Stephen. Guys, it's 545 uh, Tuesday, uh, the day after Memorial Day. We found out about all of this uh, less than two hours ago. We're still sorting through a lot of the details. Uh, What's next? We know that Governor Greitens' uh, resignation is effective uh, Friday, June the 1st at 5 p.m. We don't know the status of the investigations, the special session. So there's a lot more that's going to come out. Guys, Any, I, I ask at each at the end of each one of these podcasts, any wild cards? And when we talked about wild cards last week, um, no one mentioned resignation today. No. Um, and so to take these uh, guesses for what you will. But uh, uh, any any other bombshells that, uh, that we should be looking for? Tom, you go first. Oh, bombshells? Woof, that's a big question right there. No, but... I mean, over the next, well, you said two weeks, over the next two weeks, just, I would say, really, you'll be hearing from Mike Parson a lot about, you know, wanting to, you know, mend the relationships and bring the state together. You know, I'm sure we're going to hear a ton about that over the next two weeks and uh, really put the focus on this charity donor list case that's still on, you know, on the table right now and what could lie ahead. Of course, it's on the table right now. We don't know what this resolution is all about. So it just, I mean, two weeks from now, goodness, that's, that's, that's tough to predict. Any bombshells, I, I don't know. But I think the most obvious prediction, I would say, is Mike Parson trying to really bring the state together after so much controversy. Yeah, I, I agree. Mike Parson has been doing his statewide tour by Mo and uh, talking and profiling local businesses, encouraging people to buy things that are made here in Missouri. Uh, he's been, you know, quiet as most 
lieutenant governors are. Um, you know, they're kind of just in that role waiting in the wings. And now this is the time to really put him on show. And I, we'll delve into this when we talk about who's Mike Parson in a, another podcast. But uh, I've heard from at least Democrats on the Democrat side, multiple Democrats, who compare Mike Parson to the Mike Pence to Donald Trump as far as mm. Donald Donald Trump and uh, Eric Greitens, you know, witch hunt talking, you know, very uh, confident in, in their speech. Uh, a lot of Democrats, not a lot. Some Democrats are are, are nervous about the type of policy that uh, Mike Parson is for. So it'll be interesting definitely moving forward uh, when the legislative starts back. Guys, the governor is gone, but we're not going anywhere. We're going to continue to sort these things out. The 41 Files podcast will return when we know more. For now, reporter Stephen Dial in the studio. He's got a hit on TV here in a few minutes. Tom Dempsey on the phone. Reporter Tom, thanks as always. Digital producer Sam Hartle. You've been listening to the 41 Files podcast. With a, with a car driving in the back.